Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text is the Epistle Lesson. You may be seated. The dictionary definition of the term antidote means an element that counteracts the effects of poison. Today in our epistle lesson, we read lots of poisonous language, and we read about a poisonous consequence, and we need an antidote to deal with our spiritual lives, not only in this world, but also in the next. Because you see, we're called all kinds of names that we're not used to being, are used to being called in this text. Weak, ungodly, sinners, enemies of God, in just a few verses. Now, our first inclination is to defend ourselves to answer the charges and accusations that we're really not that bad. But there is no refuting this because this isn't man's verdict on us, this is God's verdict on us. And there is no answer to give to God as an excuse. It is His verdict. We are weak. We cannot beat back the powers of sin. They ruin our lives at times, most of the time. We're helpless. We are ungodly. When we're born into this world, we don't run to God. We run away from God wanting nothing to do with Him. We are sinners. The law of God says so over and over again, and it's a true verdict. And all of this makes us enemies of God. Enemies of God receive only one thing from God, the wrath of God. And then things get really bad. Because then, then comes the consequence, death. Death has come. Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sinned. Death has come, and we're not just talking about physical death. We're talking about spiritual death, that we do not understand the things of God. And eternal death, being cut off from God forever. And Paul is very specific here. He reminds us that death's grip has everyone. Even in the time between Adam and Moses, before God gave the law, 
Men still died. Death still reigned. Because our sin always results in a broken relationship with God. Adam's sin did, and all sin proceeds from a heart, a heart that wants nothing to do with God. We call it original sin, and it reigns over every human being. So, death is here. Death is always before our eyes. We never know when it will come. We never know what it will ruin in our lives. And we need an antidote. And we need it bad. And so, God goes on. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare even to die. That's a worldly standard. There are noble people in this world that die for other people, but in almost every case, when they do, they love the other people. They respect them, they honor them, they die for people they care about. We, well, weak, ungodly sinners, enemies of God, nobody wants to die for a wicked person, a hateful person, an evil person, a mean person. I guess we don't fit the category that anybody should die for us. But then God goes on to say, but God shows His love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. In some ways, we see this image in our own earthly fathers. You remember when you did something crazy, really stupid? There was the wrath of dad, but then there was forgiveness and love. God uses earthly fathers to point us to the heavenly father who loves us, who thinks on mercy even in his wrath. And so, in spite of the fact we meet no earthly standard, no one would want to die for us, God sends His own Son to die for us while we were still sinners. Because He loved us. Because He cared about us. He goes on to say that for if while we were enemies we were reconciled to God by the death of His Son, much more now that we are reconciled shall we be saved by His life. Reconciliation 
here means you take two enemies that are hostile toward each other and you bring them together as friends where there is peace. And the death of Jesus Christ did that. The death of Jesus Christ turned away God's wrath so that God does not pour out His wrath on us and changed our hearts from being hostile to God, running from God, to running to God because we see what He has done for us in Jesus Christ. We don't cower in fear of His wrath and death. We run to Him in the Savior for reconciliation, peace, and life. You see, Adam, we're told, was a type of one to come. And the one who came was Jesus Christ, born like us. We call him the second Adam because he came to do what the first Adam couldn't, wouldn't. And he lived a perfect life in our behalf. And he died a perfect death in our behalf to give us life. But the free gift is not like the trespass. For if many died through one man's trespass, much more have the grace of God and the free gift by the grace of that one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for many. Through Adam, death came to us all. But one would come who was the opposite of Adam and by his death and resurrection he would bring life to all and it's yours by faith faith in him so today as you sit here you have reconciliation today as you sit here you have peace with God Today, as you sit here, you have life because spiritual death has been destroyed. Eternal death has been destroyed by Jesus Christ. And physical death is now nothing more than a door through which we pass to see, receive eternal life. And all of this is yours this day because you are baptized. All of this is yours today because God's Word speaks to you. All of this is yours today. You will receive it at this rail momentarily. And it's all God's doing. And it's all God's action. And it's all God's love. We needed an antidote so while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. The antidote worked. You will live forever. Amen. And now may the peace of God that surpasses all understanding 
Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. We can